I mean, I only know lots about Melbourne because I've chatted to someone who's fucking embedded in it. Uh, is unbelievable, and there's great people everywhere, and they're having the best fucking time. Mm. So I know, right? Involved. Yeah, it sounds fun. Like if I move down to Melbourne, I'm joining a ring crew. I'm just going to go do a whole heap of stuff for promotions just to be involved in it. It's like as an outlet, you know? It just seems like we've somehow backed our way, tripped our way, stumbled our way, gone head first through fucking like the Shockmaster into the Australian Pro Wrestling scene. <laughs> I don't know how it's happened. <laughs> but we've somehow fallen into it so yeah we're um, all sparkles and stylers helmets <laughs> yeah i know right it's crazy <laughs> i don't know how it's happened people are sending me this this wagga thing it's announced out of left field and i'm getting dms from everywhere asking about it like i have any understanding of, like, <laughs> i have any idea about what's happening you know so i spoke to a friend of mine today who is from wagga originally and he mm. knows a lot like he lives he's living in daniliquin at the moment which is about an hour from where i live Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows a lot about what's happening in the Riverina area. And I said to him today, I was cutting his hair and I'm like, oh, so I don't know if you know, but like I do this Japanese professional wrestling podcast. He got <laughs> and, up and left. And he's like, no, no, he's like, actually, I did hear that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Congratulations. And I'm like, thank you, man. The reason I say that to you is because I know you're from Wagga. And in 2023, Wagga has been earmarked for like this four-day fucking tournament extravaganza from this like the big promotion in Japan. They're doing a big thing in Wagga. And I'm like, do you have any idea what that would be about, why they're doing that? And he said, because he knows everything about fucking fun. He's he's an interesting dude. But anyway, he's like, well, there's a whole heap of funding coming to the Riverina area at the moment. Um, and there's a lot of projects being earmarked to promote this area over the next mm. 10 years. And Wagga is the gateway to the Riverina. So that would be a big thing, uh, promoting tourism to that area. And this, uh, he said that, that would be like one of their first projects that the government is funding. Mm-hmm. And it's all about promoting and bringing eyes and um, tourist dollars to the Riverina area. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's lots of other shit that follows on. There's like billions and billions of dollars being pumped into this area over the next 10 years. The NRL's so going he, there a bunch. Yeah. So that would be what it's about. Uh, and he said to me, he goes, oh, well, let me know when you get dates and stuff and I'll tell you all the great places to go and where to stay and all that sort of shit. So, yeah, yeah danger, yeah. He's, danger. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good... Um... We end up in Wagga lockup. Is that where we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Four days in Wagga. Yeah, a bit loose, right? Wagga, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. I mean, look, what will we find, boys? I mean, I, no, it's 100% we're, we're, we're wholesome. We're a wholesome. We're good yeah, guys. We are, exactly. We are wholesome boys and it's it's regional New South Wales and New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's designed for us. Yeah. Wagga may not be ready for how wholesome we are. Yeah, that, that might be the thing. Wagga might be ready to corrupt us. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be Wagga that does that. Yeah. The, the only time I'm not wholesome is when I'm walking back from like the fifth pub we've gone to and I've done a number of shots of tequila and everything. And I'm, then I am not wholesome. No, you're still wholesome. You're just pretending wholesome. not to be. Exactly. Yeah. It's a character. It's, it's much different. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that thing getting announced yesterday, that's, that's, that's massive. Exciting. The most out of left field thing, but yeah. it's that it's as you said, Dave. It's from a New Japan standpoint, they're getting paid to do this, right? So mm. 
it's a it's a win, obviously. Like they're not going to lose money on it without even selling a ticket. So, I mean, that we can make that assumption that they've been getting a, a funding investment. Well, and look, uh, it's not going to be that they've earmarked, they've they've gone and looked at the uh, the numbers of Australian viewers on their New Japan World and gone, hmm, there's a lot of viewers in fucking Wagga. It'll <laughs> no. be that they'll be like, okay, well, we can have this event. We're going to get paid to have this event there. And then fans of, and this is why Wagga would be doing exactly. it, fans of New Japan will fly from other parts of the country, fly, train, plane, automobile, whatever, get to Wagga, spend four or five days in Wagga, see what Wagga has to offer, go home, tell all their friends, Wagga's really great. It's also the cent- it's central between the two biggest cities in the country. So like if you're thinking of from a, like granted, but like it's an equidistant, it's like a triangle if you're going. Uh, yeah, 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 to a degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a <laughs> in an off the beaten track kind of way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Not not in yeah. the not in the um. It's easy to get there, but the idea being that if you're if you're New Japan, you're trying to rationalise this. Yeah, if you're Melbourne or you're Sydney or you're Canberra, uh, even Adelaide or yeah. fucking Canberra or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's central to a lot of major city areas. But it's a it's a dry, it's uh, drivable. A, it's drivable. Is, let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is a strong regional area. How much New Japan is in the eyes of or the homes of regional Australia, I'm not entirely sure. But fans will come from those bigger cities to go and check it out, I would have thought. And that'll be a boom for the Wagga. Think about just think about it though. Like this is just from our perspective. I understand people will have reservations about it being a way in a plate but the idea of like a regional center where there's not like there's not a lot of happening in the places like they're, they're just a good old-fashioned regional country town kind of you know regional center you know we 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 have grown up in regional centers so the the idea that uh all the imp, the people in there will be coming in as new japan fans it's going to be if you're a new japan fan it's the most opportune time to meet other new japan fans to to build that community because everybody that's coming in you'll be able to spot them a mile away in wagga you mm. know they'll stand out like dogs balls yeah they certainly will and it's four days like it's a four, it's a festival of new japan pro wrestling exactly in, in wagga, region, in wagga. <laughs> it is the most it is the most bananas announcement that could have like what like what it, it's kind of like our version of burning man <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes i mean it is a, it's a regional city i'm just looking up in the old trusty fucking wikipedia there's it's 56,000 people there yeah. uh i'll be interested to know what the capacity is i'll be interested to know what the accessibility for people to get tickets to each night or each day will be mm. Because that would be the thing. I would think if you're going to go, probably go to fucking Wagga, you want to get a ticket to everyone, don't you? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they'll do package deals. I would imagine there'll be a big be... package thing happening, yeah. Yeah, which could be interesting. And if that's the case, then there's most definitely going to be a sense of community around that over the course of the four days. Yeah. Uh, and I'm all for it. I think it'll be great. It's Look. so fucking random. I love but it. But it's so it's so we work stiff though, isn't it? It's the most oh, like you could not ask for a more we work stiff uh, event. Like, look, I mean, if, if you're asking right now, if you're talking about package deals, I mean, hey, there's three of us. Package deals are coming. <laughs> they get me in trouble. 
the the dynamic of the regional center, the potential for like I act like ancillary activities around the thing. Because mm. obviously it's four days. There's gonna be other things there. I'm assuming that other like and like the wrestlers have got to eat, right? Exactly. So, that's the thing. Like, like wrestler hunting. But and... that's what it's gonna be, right? <laughs> they have to go to the gym as well. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's going to be like Pokemon Go for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, you're just going to be <laughs> stalking Wagga looking for pro wrestlers. Like, but it's the idea of that sense of it's, you know, what it almost feels a bit like, like Sundance, like Sundance mm. Film Festival. I don't know how much you'll know. Like, that is in like, uh, where is it? It's in Park City, Utah. It's like for one time in a year, everyone descends to this place in the mountains. And it's film critics. It's like the biggest celebrities on the planet. And they're just walking around like somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And it's a tiny town. But every year, the biggest names in uh, independent cinema descend for Robert Redford to, you know. Utah's got insane landscapes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but it's it's hard to get to. And it's not exactly an easy trip, but it's it's where if you go as a film critic or as a fan or whatever, you're immersed in a for four days in a culture of uh, like a, like a fly-in culture of that. And so mm. this idea that that would essentially be for wrestling fans, new Japan pro wrestling fans, essentially that same experience. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. You know, I can imagine right now just walking into like a mall or buying something. Let me guess. You guys are here for the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red, uh, please, we have to survive Wagga. So we don't want anyone that's like, what's this New Japan Pro Wrestling thing coming to Wagga? Let's find, well, here's a, here's a podcast that talks about New Japan Pro Wrestling. What did they say about us? You know, like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we want to get out of, we want to get out of Wagga as well. Well, I'll just say, escape from Wagga. <laughs> yeah. The stiff boys escape from Wagga. I just named the vlog. Yeah, Wagga works stiff. I'd uh, just like to put out a job, um, potential job application or job uh, position for an editor for the four days while we do the vlog. They can edit <laughs> each footage from each day uh, so that save us the trouble. If you'd like to do that job and you'd like to do it for free, applications are, uh, will be posted on WeWorkSniff. Yeah. Uh, just DM Josh. <laughs> just DM me. Yes. Uh, send me your stuff. And I'll ask that one, Josh, how can they actually reach us? Oh, Red, they can reach us on Twitter at WeWorkStiff, at WeWorkStiff on Twitter. I'm always uh, on there um, to some extent. And you can send me DMs, as many of you have this week, asking about Wagga Wagga. And uh, I've very much appreciated that. Uh, someone, some I've had people assume that I live near Wagga Wagga. It's like they, people have no real understanding of how geography works in this country. That's fine. No, nah, uh, nah, I mean, but, it's the same state. Yeah. Um, I mean, we live in the same state, so yeah, you're closest. Well, yeah, I'm quite, I think I'm two and a half hours away, or yeah. two and a bit hours away. That's local, man. We were living in strange times, lads. We're living in strange times when Wagga Wagga is being explained by Obari, the president, um, yeah. explaining the traditional yeah. name of it. Yeah, interesting, right? Weird. Is, has, he, is, has he been there on a business deal? And he's like, hmm, I like this place. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened there? Well, what was great was people were sort of making fun of the name because obviously it's like internationally. Everyone's like, you know, the, you see the, the uh, memes. Wagga, wagga. Yeah, yeah. Or wagga, like wagga, wagga. They're using the fucking yeah. Muppets and shit. 
and and Abari's and, Ab- and Abari's coming in like actually uh, has traditional significance. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, this man. Ah, like, touching your heart, Josh. Oh, I was like, Abari is for the mob. I'm telling you right now. I'm like, this guy. Until you get over with me, he's like standing yeah. up for us. I was like, good on you, son. It's probably a portion of Wagga Wagga the women. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm prepared. That's what I said, boys. Just, you know, help me out here. Uh, this could be dangerous. Um, <laughs> Josh is going west. So. <laughs> yeah, But it is it's crazy, though, isn't it, that the show has gotten to the point now where people look at us as a trusted source for New Japan news in Australian context? Jesus Christ. That's, um, mm. but that's what that's what's happened. But it makes sense. It... I love that, too. For me personally, Beck was the one who broke the story. I yeah. love that so much. And she she mentioned us, the, the, the heart of Australian wrestling, Beck herself. <laughs> You mentioned, mentioned us straight away. Like, you guys going to be there? And I'm like, yeah, of course yeah, we're going to be there. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the expectation is read. The Stiff Boys, it's like New Japan is going to Wagga. The Stiff Boys will be there. And that's kind of like, isn't that a crazy position to be? It's like, that's what I'm saying. We we're going to become part of Patreon. So people can fund our fucking trips. Yeah, like, we, we may need merch. We may need <laughs> merch. I think we actually will. I think we probably need work. Yeah. And you know what we should do? We should do tour shirts. We should have our own, yes. like, every yeah. time we go on tour, we have a tour shirt. And so we yeah. can get all the fans that are also going on that tour to wear their tour shirt. Yeah. Just when you thought we were done. It is time for fun because wrestling fatigue is real. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the opposite of fun. And the combination of this entire draft that we have done that New Japan has so kindly put on for us to entertain all of y'all is coming to an end. And that's why we are doing part one and soon part two. The before and after. Stay tuned because you might be listening to this as you have your morning breakfast, a shower, a happy lunch. That's a T-shirt. If you want it, let me know if that's a T-shirt you would actually like. <laughs> I will make that merch. You're doing polls mid-intro? Yeah. Get it. Move on. Yeah. Come on. I'm going there. I'm going there. I didn't know this was an interactive uh, intro. I didn't know you are going to start hocking merch halfway no, through I'm the intro. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm in the mood right now. As always, we are wrapping up the NJPW. Uh, World Tag League series right now, and we have seen some amazing stuff. What's that? There was an absolute cataclysmic amount of buff. My name is the Ravishing Red Root, and as always, I am joined over yonder by the token pimp himself, Mumble Bob, Dr. Dave Prudin. Thank you, Red. Hello, everyone. Mm. You notice how I do Dave's surname perfectly? <laughs> and as always, making the show possible socially, financially, and <laughs> editing-wise, he is the king of his own dork style. 
he is my consensual life partner. <laughs> consensual? <laughs> I consented, did I? <laughs> you, you forgot the word there, did you think? It's like uh, good stuff, right? Yep, yep. Dr. Julius Josh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Brighton. Oh. 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 Changing it up a bit this week. It is finals. It is the final. It It is is the the finals. finals. And that is 100% correct. Thank you guys so much for reminding me. It is the finals right now. Tonight is the final night of NJPW Tag League. And we are doing a show before the show just so that you can listen to it, but we're going to edit it, but it's going to come out to you later on. Uh, after Josh uh, edited he, it, he, he go to try to explain this. Right? Just yes. saying that, like you, we're doing it live right now on a Wednesday. We always do it live. Normally a Tuesday, but you'll be listening to it at a later date. So you're not really explaining. I think you're just explaining the basic concept here. This, the difference we're doing tonight is we're recording our review of our sort of teams prior to the show. We're going to watch the show with all our stiffies out there, and then we'll return to sort of recap the final night and what it meant. And we'll put those two things together. So you're going to get to hear us before the final, where we may do some a little bit of conspiracy, just a tiny bit of conspiracy booking, and then you will get to see how well our takes have aged in the moment. It may they may age like milk instantly. So we will get to see all of that in this tag league final extravaganza uh, that we are putting on uh, right now. Let it rain milk because I'm just going to start fucking winging it when it comes to conspiracy booking because I like I had a week of not a lot of stories. So I'm just making shit up at this point. You should have seen Dave. Dave was, I don't know what the equivalent of jumping at shadows is. Dave was looking at every, like there was a little a glint in a man's eye and he's like, wait a second there. I see something. Yeah, I see something. There's something. He was, he was grabbing at more straws. <laughs> The straws were grabbing. He's like, what do you think about this? I'm like, yep, yep, go that way, Dave. He's like, what about this or this? What about this? He said, I can't see any conspiracy booking. There's nothing grabbing me, but I'll propose 72 things that I might have seen. So I am very excited for Dave, which one he will narrow the field down and identify as his areas. I'm I'm excited because I I I got a taster last night, Dave, and I must say, I was intrigued. Well, you might have to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a uh, little tiny teaser, I may even have some conspiracy bookings of my own. Oh, oh geez. Okay. Well, that is, let's get ready to get going then. Uh, yes. But before we do that, obviously it is the end of the, the, uh, league portion before the final so we have all of our uh shacks stiff standings and the final results are in really just want everyone to know right now that when i drafted my team uh i'll never go that formula again you got a really great team there though red so that was good with your first pick clearly Uh, not i lost well let's not spoil the results red let's not spoil the results i thought people might have been out there hoping there was a comeback on red yeah uh but at the end of the tournament, thanks to Shaq in the Discord, who has again compiled these awesome stats, awesome rankings. Thank you, Shaq. And coming in third place is Red's team on 46 points. 
46 okay. points, right? Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, I mean, like my team did really well, really proud of the guys. Uh, I thought we played hard and uh, I thought we went out there and did our best. And uh, at the end of the day, sometimes your army, you, you take the L and uh, that's what happened. Yeah, great performances. Not a lot of wins, but great performances. Mm. Uh, coming in second and a hell of an effort. Hell of a hell of a performance. Crueled by a, the both lack of story and a Tough couple of last nights. His Dave team on 62 points. Yeah, I, I seem to have a lot of teams wrestling each other towards the end. Mm. And ones that shouldn't have won one. <laughs> <laughs> Give the man the book. Uh, <laughs> Give me the book. And coming in first, uh, my team on 66 points. So four points. Ahead, very tight race, very tight race till the end. Thank you. I am, I'm cracking open a. I've, I've got some more of these ginger beers. Oh, we having a celebratory drink. I think it's fucking final night, Red. I think we can have a drink. Do you want to have yeah. a drink? Celebratory. If you want to have a drink, I'll grab a drink. A cheers oh, a to the to making it through this, people. Well done, Josh. Congratulations on winning uh, the tag league tournament. Thank and, you. You know, let's say right now well that whoever. Well if, let's say right now that if my first team that i if your first team that you picked happens to win it all that's 20 points okay uh that would tie you with me you'd still only <laughs> you would tie first. with me i would still be <laughs> taking this win <laughs> it's not a sapporo but uh it is japanese yeah that's good uh as you know uh i only support independent brewing companies and this uh, there we go it's an indie uh, four is that huts. the one that we had? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah wasn't bad. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 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 yeah, oh, I thought it was. I thought it was very close towards the end. I did see as the last two nights' results were posted. I'm like, well, Josh has got this in the bag. Yeah. Um, I am surprised he made the final. Yes. In in the. Especially in the juniors. In the heavies. And, the, oh, and juniors. I mean, I knew Aussie Open was going to make it, but I'm yep. surprised Bishamon made it. Um, and in the juniors, I was a bit surprised there too. Hmm. I've got, I got thoughts Excellent. on some stuff, and I'll, I'll mention it when it comes can, around to can me. Can you share them? Um, hear yeah. them. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm like you. I have hold the interesting distinction of both winning the competition and having the team that finished last be my first pick. My first pick. Finish last. Mm. So mm. that is a very weird uh, thing to happen. Um, and I, but I was very fortunate that the junior final is both of my teams. I've got both teams in the junior final and one yeah. team in the, in the heavy. So I have three of the four finals teams. So yeah, it just sort of fell that way. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really pick any of the teams that are in the finals other than Aussie Open. Cheers, Red. Cheers, Ridley. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Uh, yeah, other than Aussie Open, I didn't pick any of the teams to be in the finals that are in the finals. Uh, like most times, uh, the tournament, throughout the tournament, I'm not necessarily surprised based on how the tournament has gone, if that makes sense. Like, But before the tournament, yeah. I would have been very surprised by a couple of these things. Um, I find Bishamon very surprising, but we talked about it last week. Makes sense. We're like... We're like if you want to get him, put him in there for a match and have a 
good match. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll, uh, and I mean, they'll have a banger. Yeah. Let's, uh, but, um, it makes perfect sense. So it's like the former guys who want it taking on the up and comers. You want to solidify a team, you have them beat the guys who won it last year. You're right, Red. It does make sense. Then, as I said before, when Bishamon win tonight, it will be the best thing you will actually see. It's like a full New Japan going, what a swerve. So, so my will, that, will that mean I get 20 more points? Holy yeah. shit. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying right now that, uh, yeah, my, my call is Bishamon's going to win tonight. <laughs> okay. And would that make Yoshihashi a heel? <laughs> no, a boy can't be a heel. Um, imagine him trying to be a heel. <laughs> Oh yeah, be hilarious. I want. I kind of want to see him try. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would actually really like that. Now you mention it, <laughs> just watch him fumble heel a heel turn. Um, okay. Um, so, with that said, obviously, um, yeah, I, I, I a tournament that I have enjoyed more than any uh, tag league tournament uh, I have have seen. Uh, yeah, it um, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's been definitely the best New Japan tag league I've seen this year. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I've ever bothered really no, to watch much did. of a tag league before. Maybe I've watched a few finals, and I might have checked out a match here and there if someone was like, particularly if you, Josh, said, "Oh, this match was good." Yeah, but no. But I don't think that's been particularly often either. No, <laughs> tag no. league's kind of been like the forgotten tournament of the yeah. year, really. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the it's the league that the main event is for most of the rest for Wrestle Kingdom take off. So it's kind of like, I mean, but that's the, that's the importance of Aussie Open. Aussie Open literally made this a legitimate thing, and like not yeah. shitting on every other team though, but they made this a legitimate thing. And then you had the Super Juniors. The worst thing for me was that I drafted heavies. And I didn't get to see a tremendous amount of Super Junior stuff. So I had to spend the last couple of days going through the last couple of weeks, literally, because, you know, I, I would see Ace of Base and I'd see a few other, like, you know, Kush Knight. And those matches really elevated the Super Juniors to a, like, a level that I have not seen in a very, very long time. Mm. I think the addition of yeah fresh meat in the tournament and some new teams and uh, some particularly in the Super Juniors some guys from the Boss J coming back to create teams or form new teams really generated a bit of uh, excitement because there was a lot of guys that had really good debuts in those in that earlier tournament. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, the hype around Aussie Open and what they, they've done this year. And then, you know, Lance Archer coming back, uh, TMDK being in. So just some fresh, it, it felt fresh this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, normally Tag League, I'd be like, eh, you know, maybe I don't need to watch Tag League this year. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely didn't want to miss it this year. And... That's great. I, I hope that is the same again next year. I hope they continue trying to make a like make their tag division important because yeah, like we like we've kind of been harping on the last few weeks. Like it's clear tag tag team wrestling is is hot across the world at the moment. Yeah. Um. And if you got a team like um, pardon me, Aussie Open, and you know the fucking so impressed by 
Chris Bay and Ace Austin as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys and, you know, the excitement around Yo fucking getting his groove back. Um, there's interest again, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm wrapped for it. I think it's great. And I think New Japan has made a there's, – there's some changes in terms of trying to not lose their identity but being very mindful of aligning with what they see as progressive or Western or uh, contemporary pro wrestling interest. So they're, I mean, they're, and this is not to draw a draw a long bow, but the the news this week, obviously, of the Sasha Banks Mercedes talk that the the level of investment, <laughs> the level of investment that they're talking about to bring her in, um, to bring eyes to stardom, to bring eyes to women's wrestling as a New Japan component, obviously through Wrestle Kingdom and through the big shows. Um, I don't know if it's been reported that she's going to be the highest earning um, performer. I heard that. Um, she's making going to make more than Chris Jericho did, mm. um, and it's a it's a concerted effort. It's in the same way that the bringing the young boys back quicker and moving the young boys up faster is concerted effort. And I think investing in tag teams and putting a focus on them like again they main evented night one of royal uh quest um you know they there's a there's i feel like there's a consider at least a a tacit acknowledgement that people that have an expectation on on a card in terms of what they what they want in terms of a western interest and they're being very mindful of that and i think it's kind of interesting in the in the current landscape to see a tag league and to see as I said Aussie open as a commodity that they really, I think recognize the value of, and they think that that can, can draw. And if that's something that they can do and it can protect, you know, their main event, you know, big matches and they don't have to use them to be able to generate interest, then tag league has its benefits. And so I think we're seeing a slight movement in new Japan's presentation in Bushi Road's presentation to appeal to the West without just saying, we're going to bring in more foreigners but instead we're going to move our style to be more contemporary in terms of how cards are organized and arranged and, and yeah. how they're going to do it. And I think Wrestle Kingdom will be the a real telling point of that in terms of the way that that show is booked because we're going to see what is ostensibly the most diverse Wrestle Kingdom lineup in the history of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, for a very long time. And I mean, like if you go back, to, if you go through this entire year, though, going back to Tag League, <laughs> I would argue that the top in the top ten best matches of the entire year, five of them are easily tag matches. Yeah, probably. I uh, I fail to see how this isn't designed, being that it's the fiftieth year, and you're kind of like closing the chapter on the first fifty years, mm. and that this is like the beginning of propelling into that next half century of New Japan. And so this is like literally the new era about like sort of happening and that Wrestle Kingdom is really kind of going to be the, the event that, that kicks it all off. And we're seeing, we, you know, we've seen it through different things, the introduction of new characters and the um, uh, new wrestlers and co-promoting things and, the sort of talent share with other Japanese promotions and with AEW and that sort of thing. It's really, it's been a year of like testing the waters and rebuilding relationships and trying that sort of stuff out. 
and that this Wrestle Kingdom with the additions of Kenny Omega, Sasha Banks, FTR, uh, who knows who might else could yeah. potentially be on there, uh, that this the next year is it's going to be a fucking shake up year and that this is like this is just like a taste test for a, some crazy shit that's going on going to happen so yeah it, it's it's great and tagging has been great yeah and can i can i tail off that day what you said then um i'll tell you what this young lion generation has me so excited for the future i don't think i've ever been more excited the future of a company based off how they do their wrestling and their development stuff. I'll tell you what, this tag league has shown them big time. I, I, I am, yeah, big time. Like the, these young lions coming through, super excited because I can already see them. The ones, you mean the ones in the current class, the ones that have yeah. just graduated? No, the ones in the current class. So Fujita and Oiwa and... Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Even Lube. Like yeah. I am Boy. massive fans of all of them and they have like a gigantic presence to them already. So, yeah. And you yeah. haven't even seen Oleg yet. Mm. <laughs> you want to talk about gigantic presence? Good Lord. And I think that the decision to fast track some stuff is a great decision because we all know that New Japan moves at a snail pace on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the now that the pandemic era is closing uh it is time to 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 fast track to speed some shit up and uh you know you're going to get eyes coming across lots of western eyes coming across for for wrestle kingdom and uh yeah let's let's go fucking ape shit i say let's just fucking go nuts yeah Uh, because because you'll be able to you know you get like you said to me in a message last night you know sasha banks she has a rabid invested fan base insane and stardom has a rabid invested f- fan base mm. and if you get good great crossover there and then great crossover across new japan because it's on a wrestle kingdom show like you know i'll be interested to see what the bump in new japan world subscribers is as a result of that you know like jericho was a massive bump so sasha banks and she's let's be real, she's got 2.4 million Twitter followers. Hmm. Yeah, get her on there. Not maybe we'll be waiting. Who's Nido wrestling? Here, here she comes. Um, so, any case, uh, let's get on with the show. Gentlemen, it is, it is now time to hit the ropes. Let's go. Obviously, we don't need to ask too many questions tonight regarding what, who do we need to see to lift because there will be no lifting uh, beyond this point as the tournament is coming to, a, to an end. So what we'll be doing is being a very positive, uh, putting a very positive spin and just talking about necessarily our uh, most impressive uh, boys uh, and our favorite match or end or story. So this week, who were our most impressive boys? Um, this week, uh, my most impressive boys was um, Kush Knight, Robbie and Kushida. Um, that match was amazing. Uh, it was Kush Knight. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie and Kushida. Robbie and Kushida. <laughs> Yeah, rubbing no, but that part for me that match, is, yeah, yeah. So just so you know, I'm now bringing it back. I didn't draft Robbie after the shirt, but however, the final night of doing this, I will say that match between you know Flying Tigers and Kush Knight, I absolutely adored that match. But Robbie Eagles and Kushida, please in the future, 
book them, do something involving them, just whatever. I don't care. That small interaction the two of them had mm. was one of my favorite moments of the entire tournament. That was mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Like, yeah, that was brilliant to me. Like that was, I've got so many notes here in front of me. Just so you all, okay, you all know, <laughs> just one vodka. All right. But anyway, uh, so for me, that personally was my favorite match that I've seen this past week. Uh, just because of like <laughs> you're answering both questions at once, are you? Ed? Is that what's happening? Oh, sorry, here? I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's but yeah, Kush and I. Well, you uh, can if you want it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can I add can, them together. Yeah. So, yeah. Red, are you telling me? Just checking, just checking in here, just checking in, just making sure. Each week, we check in with who's the most impressive, right? We've done three of these shows throughout the track in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You have Aussie Open, and not once. Have they been your most impressive team? <laughs> is this is this a, this is some kind of impressive record? To be honest, they have been maybe the Literally most impressive tag team yeah. in in the world for three weeks. Haven't quite lived up to the standards that you've set uh, for your <laughs> team. Kush Knight yeah. have been two times most impressive. No, 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 no. You've heard me wrong. I'm not saying Kush Knight. I'm just saying that Robbie and Kushida's interaction was perhaps my favorite moment of the entire tournament. <laughs> yes, that's good. That wasn't the question I asked. In case we I know. I'm just saying that that was one of my favorite moments of the entire tournament. Um, I mean, look, Aussie Open are amazing. We can say that. Everyone knows they're amazing. But I have to go with my boy, Robbie Eagles, and say, you know, that <laughs> moment between him... <laughs> And Yoshida. It was very brief, but my lord. So, who's, what, so who, what's been your most impressive team this week, Red? Uh, I'll say Kush Knight. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, my team of the week. Or, yeah, the team that I liked the most this week was actually Catch-22 or Catch-22. Yeah. Wow. Believe it or not. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> this is... So... Everybody, just, just, everybody, just a moment. Just everyone stop. Just, <laughs> everyone stop. What is happening? Based purely on... That... Francesco Akira? <laughs> no, no, yeah, well, just about. No, based purely on that match with Chris Bay and mm. uh, Ace Austin for well, the the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that match was fucking insane. And uh, Ace, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a few, a couple of things in there I'd never seen before. Ace Austin can do shit that not many people can do, and I've never seen people do. And you know, I got to admit. TJP is a bit the same. He can do shit that I haven't seen before. He's a, an amazing wrestler. It sort of sucks that, I don't know, there's just something about him that I don't like, but he is in-ring undeniable. He's and hasn't fucking... he found the role? Isn't this the role yeah. for him? This is yeah. the spot. This is the level. This is where he should be. This is what and he I, should be doing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as a result, uh, Akira gets time to... Improve get as because fucking TJP is so smooth, he gets you know, he's kind of getting the rub and he gets the time to do the same and uh, it builds um, like hot tag kind of 
uh, moments for Akira, which are great, and he's very talented as well, and he's getting better, and he's kind of getting better at kind of um, being more emotive. Can I just point out right now that I, I think Francesco has one of the absolute best half Nelson snap tiger German suplexes I've ever seen. They, they are so quick and so like like when I, when he does them, I'm like, bam! That guy's amazing. Very explosive. Well, I don't know what that is, so I'm sure it's awesome. Uh, yeah, what, I mean, yeah, it, all that shit looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool to me. <laughs> don't ask me to fucking name it or what it's called, but it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I loved that match, and I just kind of watched it and thought, I've I got to give him props. Akira's great. I think he's a he's certainly a talent to watch and. He's only he's, young too. He's he'll very be young. he'll be the junior guy, um, and TJP is a great kind of, uh, you know, not saying that he's uh, veteran man. Yeah, the great veteran that kind of Kanemaru role. Yep, I suppose yep. that's it. I, but I can't. It, he's a funny one, like. T- terrible on the mic. I just there's no way around it. He's shocking in backstage interviews, and he's not great on the mic. And I don't know how Akira is going to get there, being that he's doing like he's trying to translate three languages at the same time. So maybe he'll be able to get there at some point, uh, do English and Japanese, and then maybe throw in an Italian version at the end as well. Yeah, that could be super interesting. <laughs> and a TJP is a bit of a charisma void. Yeah, he just isn't but... that type of wrestler. But fuck, holy fuck, he's just so good. And with uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, those two are amazing as well. Like I hadn't seen much of Chris Bay in the past. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a super talented guy. And I and you know, I had Ace Austin in my team during the Boss J and I loved that kind of sneaky dark horse pick that I got for him because yeah. I'd never really heard of him before that tournament. And, uh, yeah, the two of them have great chemistry and just some of the sequences that they had, and I particularly noticed that when I was working with TJP, how kind of smooth and fucking great it all was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're my, they're my kind of team of the week. They lost, so they will... Uh, be in Wrestle Kingdom against yep. the winners of Leah Rush and Chris Bay and uh, Ace Austin. Either team, I think yep. it'll be a banger match. Yeah, and a great way to kind of open the card if you decided to do it that way. Open the card with a junior tag. What's surprising about Catch Two Two, Dave, is they didn't know each other twelve months ago. Yeah, that's so insane. that's the part where you go, wow, like the level at which they had just met and have built a what is a very formidable team and they have they have a, a flowing offense. They only got their name before the tag league. Like they yeah, it's like and I think aesthetically to too, they look better now. Like TJP's yeah. gone back to his kind of like um, you know, fucking motocross yeah. empire Dax, like they're in the Empire United Empire colors and they sort of suit him. Yeah. And Akira's kind of got his little version of that aesthetic, and that was better than whatever the bin shorts were wearing that the, yeah. the fucking when they first yeah. started. He's gone to the so mini Osprey, and I think that's a good look. Yeah, yeah. So uh, aesthetically, they they work for me a bit more. 
They do, yeah. And and they're definitely through this tag league. I've noticed, you know, and it's most definitely designed that way because they end up facing like one of the best tag teams at the end on the last night. But yeah. throughout the tournament, they kind of got better and better and better. And I had kept an eye on them. And this week, they were undeniable for me. So yeah. I had to go with them. Yep. And I, I what I think I'm I'm with you in the sense that I have. For so long, I had thought the United Empire was had built and brought in Akira as their their you know their junior ace kind of model. Like that's what they're going to do. And now, as we're watching it evolve, I'm like, well, this is clearly the junior tag team. This is clearly a tag team. Akira is clearly, I feel, is going to be that junior ace for that division for that um, for that unit mm. in two to three years' time. And it yeah. feels like TJP has hit his level and that is not a slight this is a high level it's a position that i think he can he's comfortable in and i think he it fits him to be as a as that guy that kenamaru type of guy for that, for that i unit. think he's inherently more interesting in this tag with akira than mm-hmm. as a singles guy mm-hmm. as well yep yep and so i've been keeping an eye on that too because uh, and we'll get to it later i i feel like united empire is one man short i just think mm. it's like with that team the way they are it's like their their balance is different to every other unit out there because every other unit has what is ostensibly if you look at the design of it you have uh bushi and titan you have kenamaru and doki and why are they in those little teams that seem at level because you have hiromu and you have despi and each unit has a junior tag team and in the past it was junior tag team with one of the guys being the breakout singles guy the, the the units are moving away from that now where it's becoming very clear that you have the junior tag team. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the moment, BC has the same. Four clubs got the same. They've got Ishimori and now Bay and... Yep. Uh, used to be ELP was in there as well in the mix but there too, it's... but now he's gone up. So now they've got Bay and Austin. So Exactly yeah. right. And it's and it's a different dynamic. That's and the formula. That's yeah. the formula. And United Empire is one man short. So I have been noticing that as well. That team has impressed me so much. I would not break them up and I would not elevate one nah. guy out of the team. I would keep them as a team. Um, yeah. And I would certainly go for looking the, for another junior. Yeah, certainly for the time being. Yep. And they're great. Until, they until are... Akira is ready. When Akira yeah. is ready, we will know the same way we knew of Despi. We will know when yeah. he's ready and he will take his spot. Yeah, and I mean, they're great guy to do your you know in inverted commas or whatever uh yeah your apprenticeship under tjp you're gonna as far as like being smooth in the ring and yeah just keep you know, keep it to the ring yeah keep his influence to the, to the ring, ring. <laughs> yeah okay so for my impressive that's very good um again we stay uh in the juniors um i can't get away from it i have been thoroughly impressed by the other uh, team that will be uh, in the junior tag league final, uh, Leo and Yo, I think they have. Well, I, I mean, it has been a roller coaster of emotion in the sense of, at, I have each week I have checked in in a different way with this team on this show, and each time I have had a different understanding or reading of what is actually happening and it's been fascinating to watch it move as it's gone through this thing and that match you mentioned dave the catch 2-2 versus um ace of base uh match the pull apart at the end of that match at the at the at the end when those guys yeah. come out i was 
if we thought that Leo was the guy coming in for sort of heelish tendencies and sort of the, the real um, having a sort of an aura about him, it was very clearly that Yo is the aggressor in terms of he has adopted a personality. Now we talked about him developing a personality. He has adopted one of, I, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but he is a, I mean, the only way to say he kind of comes off like a badass now and it's, mm. and it's surprising because he looks like a guy who is not afraid of anybody. And it's a very unique position to see Yo transition towards from this sort of tame and meek character in a lot of respects, who's apathetic and who's could didn't seem to really know exactly what he was doing or where he was going to have been very purposeful. And when he was mm. pushing, someone who's up for a fight, yeah. He put he was he the stuff he was doing with Ace Austin where he is literally going as yeah, close yeah. to him as then hit me. And then when Ace gets close, he fucking kicks him. He just starts putting his starts it was a level of aggression and a level of like there's there's a sinister underbelly there of like I and at so long we were saying, oh, you know, poor baby Yo is going to get crushed by Leo. It's like I think I think Leo has awakened something in Yo where it's like it's like the good son or something. I'm like who is this guy? Mm. And he has come out and Leo's come off like, oh shit, what have I done? And this idea of they call themselves like they're they're branding themselves as chaos, you know, this idea of like the faction chaos. But I'm like, this is like that's a good, like they're just chaos. These two guys are chaos. And if you've noticed, even like, it's not subtle, you know, there's no subtext here, but Yo has adopted black. He's wearing more black. It's a very mm. simple switch up to see that over time, he is the, the man dressed in all white, you know, has now, he started, he wore a black singlet out to the ring. And then at the press conferences, the boys turn up all in black. It's like they're wearing the black hat. And I didn't say that they're going heel, but they're certainly going more aggressive and they're not going to take your shit. And I think that to see that movement, I'm a really happy to see it with Yo because that the the impressive part about Yo is that it's not just that he's discovered a personality. I think that was that was an it's an overrated and perhaps an easy, it's an easy area to go in terms of like, oh, he's just he's showing something now. It's not just that. He has developed a wholly original character. That we have never seen before. That's the part that's fascinating about it. this. is This is not the old Yo. This, there, there's no version of Yo that has ever been like this. This is a guy who is, as I said, unafraid. And I think that that is the best way I can sort of characterize him. That Leo has un- awoken in him this guy who is having fun. Like he, he's out there drinking piss with the with Le- like joking about how Leo can't drink, and he's just he seems to have given up worrying and caring about outcome which he seemed to be very focused on and very sort of hampered by because i mean remember the breakup the split with show was driven almost entirely about yo coming back from injury being concerned about his injuries and being apprehensive and getting caught out constantly because he was too concerned with hurting himself and being injured or going away and 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 he let the team down and to the point that show got frustrated because he kept thinking this guy's weighing me down and he in, he embodied that then as this guy of am I am I the drag? Is it worth me even wrestling? He even asked that in a promo. Like he he did a promo, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, where he's in the ring. It was very emotional. Where he's talking about, you know, should I even be a wrestler because I feel like I let people down and you know, you guys always lift me up, but I don't know whether I should be doing it because I don't know if my heart's in it. And then which Hiromu then had a go at him saying, if you don't want to be a pro wrestler, don't wrestle. 
And so you see this evolution of him, like, why do I want to wrestle? Who do I want to be? And it's like, it feels like with meeting Yo, uh, meeting Leo, the, these two guys, these stroke, you know, starving artists, these sort of the tortured souls of pro wrestling, the, the bad child has met um, the good son and they have somehow mm-hmm. found their way into this, this dynamic where the little, the little fucking devil has come out and I am so here for that guy because he, like, it's a, it's an aura that is just wholly original. Like, it's just, it's like what he's had two pull aparts in a week. Like, it's like, what he's a, he's just, he's that guy at 3 a.m. that's starting fights and you just love him. He's like, he's one of the boys and you just support Yo. You think he's a good, wholesome boy, but just don't get on his bad side. Don't upset him. And it just feels like since that show incident, since that inciting incident, the show embarrassed him again, he just went, fuck all of it. And I'm just here to, to like, to take anybody on. I'm not taking any more shit. And I think that position has been the most impressive thing I've seen out of Yo in years. And I'm talking, I'm willing to say at this point, I'm more interested in Yo now than I have ever been interested in Yo. Not even just as returning, more than yeah. more than the Tempura boys, which is not hard, and more than Rapongi 3K. I find him to be, yeah. I find him to be a fascinating study. And him and Leo are as you said, Dave, in sort of these teams that have come together, I just want them to be a team because I think mm. they are a great team. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, it's like it's frustrating too because you have Show on the other side, and he's sort of been really stagnant with what he's doing right now. Where you know, for the earlier the year, Yo really wasn't doing much at all, and so for him to have finally something happening, it's super exciting because the guy's great, and this entire yeah. tag league, it's been one of the biggest stories. What has been in, yeah, what has been interesting, and I agree with you, Red, uh, is Yo being a catalyst for uh, like in like winning matches for those guys. Show has been doing the same thing, like just about every match that House of Torture has won, Show has been the catalyst. He's been the pivotal element that has won them the match. He's been the one that has started. Whatever shenanigans it has been, it has started from show. That wrench has won them basically every match. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been kind of more vicious. It's kind of just something to keep an eye on. Um, and interesting that Yo is uh, like, I'm not going to take any more shit. And show is hamming up the shit hmm. uh yeah anyway just an interesting ob- observation yeah parallel stories yeah there was a spot though where ace of bay had uh leo uh basically a, like a torture rack maneuver and i think it was um ace was about to jump over and hit him like from the top rope and yo came from nowhere jumped off leo's back and then hit him with an elbow hmm. knocking him down like that was amazing. That was sick. Like he just actually launched himself. That was more character work that I've actually seen from him in a long time. Yeah, he's free. That's that's a big part. Yeah. He is he is like he he's wrestling free. And that's the part that you're sort of noticing. His super kick is ridiculous. When he lines someone up, he fucking puts it in. He's a great, he's great. He's thrust kick, man. It's a good old fashioned thrust kick. It's not like a one step, he fucking goes for it. Um and 
I like that aggressiveness. The level of aggression is the thing that I'm noticing. Just, just there's just a, there's a thing that people know, and most people have seen it when someone is wanting to fight, mm. and he has captured that. Like he's got that thing. He just knows how to play. Let's fucking go, and it just. It like Chris Bay looked confused as exactly how to play it because it was like it's like this guy in the ring, it's like a caged animal, and he is going at everybody. And Leo is like trying to step in there and be the peacemaker. I just like he's done that multiple times. As you said, you obviously saw the Lindemann thing since our last yeah, episode, yeah. Dave. Yeah. And he's done that multiple times now, where it's like oh. Yeah, you got you got Lindemann angry and he's such a happy fella. <laughs> <laughs> Lindemann wanted to kill him. It was like, and Linda was like, "What the fuck, man? Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Like, seriously, are we like, doing I'm this? Here to have a good time. What's going on? What are you seriously? <laughs> like, are you doing this? And that's what I think has been the, the shift. So it's something to yeah, definitely keep cool. an eye on. It's uh, cool. It, it, tonight's final will be interesting. With uh, those very guys. excited I for it. I think it'll be a great match. I've loved both of those teams through. It's a, the, and you know, I think it is. Dave, it's a huge match. This and this is not to get into a. Yeah, I'm not going to get into sort of a political space and anything, but it's a huge match in terms of representation for New Japan in terms of again engaging in the West. Is you know these sort of two African American wrestlers in this space who uh, Chris Bay clearly idolizes Leo in terms of their like there's been a back and forth about those two guys, and so their interactions I think are going to be really important in terms of the way they mm. do this stuff and to be placed in this position I think is a really good again New Japan has, is becoming more and more diverse. Um, with each passing sort of month. Yeah, <laughs> by the day, yeah. yeah. And it's really good to see that diverse characters, diverse stories, it's only good for generating uh, a greater interest in the product. So I am very excited for the match, um, yeah. for sure. And and Ace Dawson's a mouthy guy too, so it was, it was a good uh, it was interaction good. between the two. It was heated. Yeah. yeah they, and that's, that's the thing. Yo just told him to fuck off. Like, mm. I was just like, Oh, it's just when you see that that's what i'm saying when you see that you take a note of it because it, i'm not saying oh it felt real it's just it's played the way yeah, yeah, it should played be played yeah, yeah. it's yeah. played the way that should be played and that's how a pull apart looks that's how two guys that are that well one guy that wants to fight and one guy that may is contemplating not and that was kind of what i felt like ace is like oh yeah i'll talk a big game here and yo's like all right then cunt, let's go and it was like, no, 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 <laughs> Let, let's not do that right now. We'll meet you. We'll meet you the final, but we'll meet you the final. And he was yeah. like, "Fuck you!" And I just thought, great dynamic, and I'm excited for it because I think I just hope that Yo brings that same level of aggression that he had in that pull apart to this spot. Because unlike when we saw Lindemann, we know they're not going to meet until an, you know in a future, mm. perhaps, hopefully. Yeah, at least now we get to see the payoff yeah. of straight away. Yeah. Will you bring? How will you translate that level of aggression into an actual wrestling match? So we'll see that. Um, tonight, and, nice. I need, and I need to apologize. It was actually uh, the Bushi and Titan match that uh, Yo did the jump off your Leo's back. Okay, it was not yeah. during that match. I got my notes confused. Uh, I was in the heat of the moment, and uh, yeah, okay, good to know. He did a move, he did, he did a move, move in a match. Yeah, he's an impressive wrestler. What time does his tag league start? Who has anyone got a hot take story they want to get off before the tag league starts? I think uh, that Bishamon's gonna win. Okay. Okay. Yep. Everyone's um, going to win, and that's going to set up a bigger feud for Aussie Open. And uh, yeah. Okay. Something happens with Suzuki Gun tonight, and I'm going to say that 
Suzuki might get the boot. Oh, the mutiny. The mutiny might be on. Suzuki be mutiny. On. Let's do it, Dave. If um, not the boot, I think there, yeah, there could be some confrontational shit tonight between with Suzuki and Suzuki brings someone in and then the rest of Suzuki gun turn on Suzuki immediately. Well, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think there's, 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 you know, whispers of and have seen some of, although they won their last match and Lance Archer looked quite happy. Mm. But if this uh, announcement or whatever is, does not make Lance Archer happy, he may well spit the fucking dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and might just boot Suzuki and fucking leave. Yeah. And uh, then everyone else may question Suzuki. That could be the go. I also feel like um, at some point, Sonata's joining Tai Chi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's happening at some point. Whether it's tonight or in the future, I think that might happen. I'm moving more and more towards that. Um, obviously, yeah. the, the room If you look at Sonata or Tag League dressed in Tai Chi's colors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I do have a conspiracy. Okay. Get it out quick because you got a minute, and I I too have to get my hot take off. Uh, Tanahashi is going to turn on Yano. I, I would not be surprised if Mudo turns up. I think that that may actually happen tonight um, in that match, as Tana is paired opposite Naito. So I may have to do a lap. I won't be happy about this lap, but I may have to do a lap uh, in regards to that mm. in the match. Um, and then Sonata turns on Naito. <laughs> no, Sonata, no, no, no. Dave has been wishing for this. Sonata I just doing want something. Time. I want something juicy for Sonata, and I love, I love the, I love the chemistry with Taichi. Uh, but yeah. you know, all Japan's Jake Lee is rumored to be coming into New Japan. Um, yeah. An all Japan oh, faction is something that dude, I think is... I'm all about. An all Japan faction. Yes, yep. please, fucking bring it. Bringing a top guy from all Japan across. Um, who is, you know, an, an outsider in in that respect? I think has great potential as an outsider faction. I think, a, you know, the Black Saints idea of Tai Chi's Black Saints of the guys who left promotions to join New Japan as an actual faction, I think mm. is something that could be interesting. Maybe it might not be Suzuki Kun. Well, it may be the Black Saints, and it may be their own thing. Uh, that's a crazy conspiracy book, but nonetheless. And also to uh, Robbie, Robbie Eagles, Robbie Eagles turning on Tiger Mask. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank might. you for taking my take there. Thank you, Red. Um, <laughs> we did that in the Discord as well. Um, I would not be surprised to see Robbie Eagles. Um, he's paired up against United Empire. I think he will see what the power of United Empire is, and I think I am fucking convinced. Yeah, yeah, that he will join United I am Empire. Fucking convinced he joins United Empire. It yep. makes sense in. I uh, that makes sense in on so many levels. It makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. So keep uh, your eyes peeled for that, people. And we will be yep. back to tell you how wrong we were uh, <laughs> after, the, after these short messages. A few moments later. Honestly, one of the most perplexing. What, what an instant classic, though, that match was. I mean, even Aussie Open, you know, losing in a match like that, what an absolute instant classic they can add to their year they've already had. I mean, you think about the matches they've had this year so far, that match ranks up there as one of the absolute best matches of this entire year because, holy shit, absolute classic. That was amazing. It was great. It was a great match. Great match. But I don't get it. 
and, and the, the reason I don't get it is you set it up. Here's the only thing I'll I'll say: you set up before the tournament. You set up FTR and Aussie Open doing the interaction before the tournament starts. They do the beer thing with FTR to essentially establish that that is the direction. We'll see you then. It's perplexing. It's honestly perplexing. They're the ones where it's like, what? That makes very little sense given the story you, you're going for. And that's the sort of stuff where it comes, yeah, good for Bishamon, and I'm sure they'll be fine. But it's just like, why did we hint in that direction and give everyone the hope that that was where it was going if we are not going to pay that off? And again, I don't know. I don't know. All you can do is speculate why build Aussie Open to that level to then presumably not have them on wrestling and they have to be there in some capacity. What are they going to be doing? That's kind of my thinking. I have no earthly idea what the plan is unless it's a double shot because there's that other wrestle kingdom show two weeks later. I, I honestly, I left this show tonight having no fucking clue about any of the booking decisions for wrestle. I have no clue. I, there's no other, there's no other shows between now and wrestle kingdom. So Zuckerman's disbanding. So there's a nice little downer for everybody. We have no idea what the fuck's going on with Naito. Tanahashi. No, we have no clue. No clue. Those guys. Whatever the fuck is going on with the Carl Anderson thing. And then I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. And that's it's sometimes like, oh, it's good when I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. And not the, it's like, that's great. I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm stunned because you had an opportunity. You had an opportunity to have. Fucking FTR versus Aussie Open on Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. I don't care that Bishamon is a great tag team. I mm. don't care. They're great, but they are not Aussie Open, and that is not FTR versus Aussie Open on Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm not happy about that. Mm. I think that is that's a letdown. As a fan, that is, that's a significant letdown because that was a key matchup that would have like that card is ridiculous. That match adds to how ridiculous that card is and like i don't like being negative you've just taken aussie open out of a title match with ftr and giving me fucking carl anderson in Mm. a never open match after the abysmal display that he put on this evening Mm -hmm. like getting the fucking bin carl anderson what a load of shit you give me that and then you you basically you kill the fucking super junior oh, match for me. Destroyed it. That rubbish. And the crowd. Destroyed that. And the crowd. And the crowd, the crowd, the crowd. They came back. And then at the end of the heavy. Yeah, yeah. It got me back, right? It got me back. That's that's in no part due to the booking. It's all in the performance. Mm-hmm. Eventually I came back. Mm-hmm. I am fucking seething. <laughs> I'm not a fan. This was to me a massive fucking letdown, and I think that that is a they've done a massive disservice to Wrestle Kingdom and new fans coming across to see Wrestle Kingdom. You could have given them fucking FTR versus Aussie Open for fuck's sake. It's not it's not a thing where we're like, oh, we want to fantasy book that match. That was clearly the story they were telling. It was overt. You don't you don't have them come back behind after FTR defend that those belts and set up the story with Aussie Open doing that pull-apart 
at the backstage before the before the bef- uh, before the tag league starts if you're not going that direction you are clearly establishing that that's the direction we are headed so what is their thinking between then and now to switch that up that's the only thing and Bishamon's the sort of team that you're like well they're like the in case well, we said it in case of emergency break class so there's some sort of emergencies come across i don't know what it is i have no clue but something has changed because doesn't make sense or has it well if that was the plan you shouldn't have overtly if they were overtly going to have ftr versus aussie open this is a fucking shocker and we're talking about it and everyone's but that's not a good that's not a good thing though because i'm just saying that the actual match itself was an absolute classic in my opinion it's yeah and that's fine but the the danger of it is if you go to what in essence is is like wrestle kingdom is is Traditionally, and the idea of Wrestle Kingdom, what it's supposed to be, what it's always been, is a showcase of the best in the world getting an opportunity to, to basically put on the best big matches you can possibly put on. Mm. And so people had, and that's what they're doing. That's literally what they're doing this year is establishing that. So it was a pretty clear direction that was where they were headed. And to swerve it is, uh, I just don't think that makes any sense. It just doesn't make sense narratively. That's all I'm saying is like, if they didn't tease that and we didn't, if we didn't have a tease that we'll go in that direction, then I can say, okay, well, I still think it's a poor decision because you're not putting on the best possible match you could possibly put on on that platform. But at least you haven't sacrificed or gone back against a narrative direction. This one you did because you've essentially teased a thing that you are not going to deliver. Unless, again, as I said, unless they have a plan in which they are going to deliver that match but they're not going to deliver it at Wrestle Kingdom. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Unless it's set up for that that second night Wrestle Kingdom thing that they're doing again, and that's they're trying to that's going to be like the crossover show, the AW crossover show, which is the rumor. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But they're probably going to have to get some level of explanation out fairly quickly in relation to that because I think a lot of fans, especially Aussie Open fans, a lot of. Uh, Fans that are on, you know, social media are shocked. Honestly, shocked. It was like, what? So I'm, I'm trying to be as, uh, as generous as I can be in terms of that. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, it's, it's as baffling. Honestly, they went reverse. They just went reverse. Normally, it's a really meandering, baffling tour, and then we get a pretty good final night to sort of set up rescue. This time, it felt like the tour was fresh and different, and new. And the final was like a lay down Mazaire where they just sort of went through the motions to get to a point where there wasn't any story progression. It was kind of interesting because the thing about it is, is all of the story, like here's the other part, all of the story in the tournament is about who were beating Aussie Open. Like TMDK yeah. came out and said, oh, we're, got, we're up next because we've got, like, I don't get, it's, it's, it's baffling. Like it's honestly, it's like they <laughs> shot like fucking Bishop on just shot at them or something. <laughs> just said, we're taking this because it's like it, there is it. Yeah. Literally I was on Twitter 20 minutes ago before the final ended TMDK were in the back talking about how they have the rights to go after or the open after, you know, like because they beat them and they're looking to line themselves up to be a tag team go for the belts. Or the open didn't win. It's like, what? I think it was freaking sweet. And I can't wait for Wrestle Kingdom. That match is going to be awesome. Give me Bishamon versus FTR. That'd be awesome. I'm disappointed. 
Yeah, it is. I'm very disappointed. Oh, Dave, you're hurting. You're Dave. You're hurting. I did. I just really enjoyed that match. And, but it's okay uh, to be sad about not getting what is ostensibly what I think is what people really wanted. Like people really wanted that opportunity to see. Like, how many matches? How many times has FTR got left in that context? How many Wrestle Kingdoms do FTR have? And that's the question you have to ask. For me, it's not just like, oh, no, we're not going to get to see a tag team in a match that I really want to get to see. The rise of Aussie Open has been, I think, from an outside, like from a fan's perspective, an Australian fan's perspective, looking in at this, at his, at, it's been like there's a level of pride attached to that. And then the idea of, because FTR arguably have been the best tag team this year. And, you know, there's been a lot talked about on that front, how good their matches have been with different teams and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me, this is what, that's what disappoints me the most is the, opportunity that was taken away for Australia to really have something on the map on that big key show to be crowned basically yeah I'm I'm disappointed because I feel like that that would have that match there is was a real opportunity to elevate the uh, the idea of Australian wrestling across the globe mm-hmm. and you know they talk about you know it kind of it's counterintuitive to what they're fucking doing you know yesterday they announced that they're doing a tournament in Wagga Wagga in fucking rural Australia and rural New South Wales they're coming here to do that and they want to expand in this region they're doing Tamashi and you know that there's a real big push for it well I think he's kind of fucking dropped the ball a bit there <laughs> like but also you drop the ball on the United Empire elevation throughout. It just feels it just feels so counter to what they have presented. That's all the part about it. It's a shocking it's it's I'm not saying it's shocking is inherently bad. It's just shocking in that it makes so it goes so counter to the story that they have been consciously telling for what has seemed since G1, basically, since Osprey's G1. Um, and the the rise of United Empire and the the positioning of that group has sort of been usurped in essence from like now like chaos all of a sudden it's all oh, chaos is coming. It's like, what? You had the opportunity to put an elite team in the, in the most pre- prestigious spot that as a tag team, they could be put in, in new Japan for the title. And I'm not taking, and I'm not taking anything away from Bishmont. They're, they're, I mean, they're great. They're, they're a great tag team. There's two, there's two things at play here, and I feel like we're having a real – it's a real fight. There is the play of all those that watch through the pandemic and rewarding the fans that watch through the pandemic. Okay, so if, if you watch through the pandemic, Bishamon is a, a team that you are connected to. Most people that went there because they were elevated during that run and they put on – especially that chaos team, they put on great stuff throughout that run. And so for fans of that period, you've got some something. But then, okay, 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 that's the logic. All right. Then it makes no sense, zero sense, if that's your position you're taking, to then bring in Carl Anderson. Because that makes mm. zero sense. That's the exact 
opposite of that, which would be a movement towards new things where we're going to just go a big, flashy spectacle and whatever, the, the, the fucking bring them all in from everywhere. Those two things are counter to one another. They're literally polar opposites. So what they have established in the one show is they have done two booking trends, two directions, and so we're going both ways. Both ways. It's, it's like there's two people who decided to run the show. It's Ken Amari got friends, and I don't know exactly what's happening at this point. And that's the part that's frustrating because it's like, okay, I was willing, I was willing to be like, I will eat this shit sandwich of a never title <laughs> thing at this on the second match on the card if I get this, 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 and this, right? And now I've just lost like the sprinkles from the thing. And now the shit sandwich is tasting a little bit worse, right? And if they keep removing condiments, it's going to just be all shit. And so I have to be careful of what they're doing because we don't want to have more of the shit taste because there's only a couple of things that are, could bring me down. Carl Anderson it was a stunning, it was a stunning tech. Look, he did something that is pretty impressive. He brought a show, he brought a show to a crushing halt. He stopped all possible momentum. He had an anti-pop. It was like a vacuum when he walked out. And the crowd just said, we've had enough of this before even seeing it. It was stunning. And then it was like, oh, and you knew what was going to happen. Everyone knew the story. I literally wrote what the what the yeah because like I, I felt bad for Hikaleo too because like he's come a long way, right? Heaps, but he's not saving. Like he's not good enough yet to save that. No, he's not. <laughs> no. like, so in 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 one foul sweep, Carl Anderson has kind of like shit on the never title and shit on any progress Hikaleo was making yes. and then shit on, shit on Bagley. Like, shit on everything. As I said. Shit on everything. And then, you know, he'll do it all under the proviso of like, all right, fucking coming to New Japan to jump. Like, please. My God. Well, I mean, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but that's how I roll. I didn't actually hate the uh, Carl Anderson match. Oh, fuck me, Red. <laughs> very, very end of it. Didn't like that. Red, you've got to admit, he did not try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did not try. He and did not he try. Was he conscious is the and question. Then, was then, he conscious? Was then, he there? Was he there even? Was that just a fucking man in a fucking suit? It, what was that? Was that a block, Kyle Anderson? Because he was not there. He didn't try. He did not try. And, it's and, impressive. Like, it's peak level carny. He did not try. He made Yujiro look like a fucking worker. Like, <laughs> Yujiro came out looking like fucking Masawa after yeah. that. It was. Yujiro it, goes 0 to 60 in fucking three and a half seconds compared to Carl Anderson tonight. My God. He was so He was going so slow. slow he was going he was back. so slow. He was going back. Yes. <laughs> it was, that was it, Dave. It was, it was stunningly bad. It, it's it, astonishing. It was, I was like, what? I was like, my mouth was. I fucking dropped. I was like, what the fuck is happening? It was, it was, un honestly, I, I have no interest in talking about him leading into Wrestle Kingdom. There will be no discussion about Carl Anderson right, leading to Wrestle Kingdom. We, we, we have no Carl Anderson talk, but it was, you got to give him points. Peak level Carney. Unbelievable. I mean, like with, you know, Suzuki Gun sort of seem like they're disbanding right now. Oh yeah. Just a, just a feel good story. Just a great feel good story for the night. Just add that one in while we're going. And you know the way Suzuki spoke about what he was saying and everything like that—that that was a pretty cool sort of like 
right off into the sunset. That was nice. That was nice. And I was hopeful that we were going to get some great stuff out of that. Hey, look, I, like the one conspiracy theory I had sort of came true <laughs> <laughs> of the fucking nine I proposed. And then like, uh, yeah, so then, you know, chaos of one. And then that, that sort of leads up towards, you know, chaos reigning supreme at Wrestle Kingdom and Okada beating Jay and, you know, chaos becoming sort of like the stronger faction. But that's like, my God, if we're going back to chaos, Dude. I'm I'm not you know I'm I'm just saying that you know it's it's just that seems like kind of what they're gonna go with yeah right? but that that's the part that I get okay we're going back to chaos what one one yeah. I don't think that's a great move two no. that has not been the story until the fifteenth of December because <laughs> that that has not been at all an aspect of any of the that has not built it has not talked there's nothing and it's like and now it's chaos time. It's like chaos is fucking right. Suddenly they want to give chaos like, some sort of identity out of nowhere. We're like, oh, we're, we're, we're actually these members. Like if you'd said who are the members of chaos to me this year, I would have gone, I've got fucking no idea. Are we sure? Mike, never seen sure, them together. Are we sure Mad Mikey Nichols isn't chaos? <laughs> Has anyone confirmed that he's still not? This is not the era that they have been talking. It's not, it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. That's all the point. Like eight years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and now it's time to do it. Whereas the story has been, and it has been a consistent story of the rise of the new factions and the rise of the shake. Like it has been that. And the only thing I can be thinking is that they have got some idea of like, they have got this new, like it's Osprey's United Empire was, is, is one of those big movers, right? He's in the highest profile match. It, it made the most sense to be having his boys with him also in a high profile match. He's going to have his junior boys in a high profile match. It's, it made sense to do that. I would assume. So I, I just, that's the part that betrays the storytelling. That's all I'm saying. When you have long-term stories that you have been telling and they have been telling long-term stories, when you betray them three weeks out, you have to start saying what is going on because that doesn't make a lot of sense because you've been setting this up for months, for months you've been setting this up. And so that's where you go, okay, so now it's chaos reigns. I am sure Wrestle Kingdom will be good. It will be a good show. It does not need, it does not need XYZ to be a good show. It already has, It will, they will already deliver in ring except for Carl Anderson, I am convinced that man will not, he will look like it will be the most hilarious thing on Wrestle Kingdom because the man will will look like he's, he will look like a 1976 house show wrestler has turned up for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, it will be impressive. That needs to be a three-minute squash. That yep. Tom no needs to kick the shit out of him. Yep. Yeah, needs to kick the shit out of him and send him on his way. Yep, simple and as that. You never have to speak of him ever again. <laughs> and New yes. Japan, don't be stupid. Don't ever give that man a job again. No. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah, no. He never needs a job again. No, that's it. Lesson learned. That's Lesson it. learned. He's people. done his dash. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and I think that, as I said, you don't need to keep loading it up, but you don't also you don't tease me like that. <laughs> I, we don't want to turn everyone into a Nido fan. We don't want to turn every <laughs> single person into a Nido fan. And if you tease everyone with these with these goodies. And you just fondle, you fondle yeah. for months. I've been, I've been edging for months for this well, moment. 
Oh, is that why yeah. it's so easy for me to handle all this? <laughs> is that why Because I'm so used to, I'm so accustomed to it as a Naito fan. I'm just like, yeah, cool. But it, it puts it all into perspective because here's the thing. Kyle Fletcher knew that this was happening. Or hopefully he knew this was happening uh, before he was. Tw- <laughs> did he find out at the show? Because uh, uh, did they find out in the Possibly. ring? Did, did Goto do a Hogan? Like uh, we need to, this will be one of those great, what happened on this day? Because they have built this heartfelt story about, you know, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. This is my thing. And it's just like every part of it was building to this thing and then just crush. And it's like, okay, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off because I'm like, I don't know at all. And then they don't at all heat up Okada and Jay. No. That there's no, no I think they can. point of interest. There's I don't no... think they can. I think that has literally... I don't, I don't, I think that they've done, that's, <laughs> I think they've gone as happening. far as they can go. I got no idea what's happening there. The only thing I'll say, Dave, the only thing I'll say, as I spotted, is that Switchblade has has no longer, the Switchblade is not part of the presentation, the front of the thing, it's the Catalyst. He got a new Bullet Club shirt, had the Catalyst written on it for Snake. I think there's a shift coming to him to becoming the Catalyst thing, whatever that is. <laughs> it's going to be too late for Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> no, not even Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom's a, 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 at this point, Wrestle Kingdom's main event. It's going to be, honestly, it's the flattest Wrestle Kingdom main event. At this point, I, I think it's one of those situations where they may put on the greatest match of all time if they, they're going to have to. to, to oh, yeah, they're going to have to follow. They're going, to, they're going to follow Osprey, Will, and it's going to be hard because well, they're trying to tell us that this yeah, is the most important match. And unfortunately, it just doesn't feel classic, like it. Uh, in my opinion, uh, regardless of the, the results and everything, and in time, that match will be seen as an absolute classic. I think those two matches were good, Red. I just think that some of that, like the the shit before it took away from it. And that's unfortunate. It's, that's unfortunate because they were good matches. Yeah, and yeah, right. exactly. Bishamon and the crowd will whiff. And that's but we say this every time. It is literally the thing we say every time. Bishamon is as you can set your watch to them. They will put on a great match, but there is literally nothing. Like once the yeah. match ends, the crowd stops. <laughs> like it's like <gasps> oh, yep. they're like okay, cool, and they just they just stop. They just stop caring. It's like oh yep, good, okay. That and then they, then the then the realization hits everyone. <laughs> And then much like, like much like the end of this podcast. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. There'll be no more thinking about this ever again. Yeah, we would we'll never speak of this again. <laughs> I can open the bed. I can open the bed.